we're all hopefully excited. Christmas is a beautiful time, right? It's a time of families, where families are coming together from all over, where people are traveling, time of tension because we're going shopping and there's just too many people. Lines are way too long. And it's a time where we have this great desire to be with one another. And we're called to love our brothers and sisters. Often, though, what happens in the midst of all of that is that Christ and his birth remain very abstract. It remains very distant from our experience. And it's a terrible thing, for Christ is often taken out of Christmas. And yet, we, we are gathered here today to cry out that that is not true. If we're here, we have to remember the reason why we're here. Even if it's only once a year that we come, if we're here, we have to remember the reason why we're here. There is something more than cultural going on. There is something beautiful that happened. There's something amazing that happened 2,000 years ago. I have been studying uh, a class on the side of geology on the creation of this earth and how this earth was formed, a university class. And it's a beautiful class. I, I love learning. And so I'm always trying to follow something. And right now it's geology, under the inspiration of Brother Jan, actually. That he got me back into it. And a few points were brought up. One point is that there are estimated in this universe about 10 to the 21st power number of stars, which means there are so many stars that it's hard to even fathom. There are about as many stars in the universe as there are sand, grains of sand on this earth, to give you an idea of how many stars there are in this universe. It is so amazing to think about the distances between the stars and the immensity of them all. It's mind-blowing for me. Another mind-blowing thing, by the way, for me, is how many, Google, how many pages, web pages Google has found. They're now at 30 trillion. It's mind-blowing also. But sticking with that star one, the study that I've been following, it, it's very interesting because it speaks about the primordial matters that came together and were formed right after the Big Bang, and those elements that also constituted the solar system, not just the universe, the solar system at the beginning, and how uh, the dust particles that came together and formed those first, well, our star, how they all came together, and they were rather simple, and over time, things have become more complicated, meaning the chemical makeups 
It has gotten more and more complicated as the earth was formed. Until you find the first life forms, the first life forms are incredibly complicated in comparison with the simplicity of those first elements. Let alone the human life. Human life is by far the most complicated thing that we know. And then progressing, it seems that there is an ever greater buildup of complication in the different elements of the universe that have come to form the world in which we're in right now. I can understand why Father Lemaitre was so fascinated by the universe that he was the one to discover the Big Bang. The priests, the Belgian priest who discovered the Big Bang back in 1927 when he wrote his first academic article on it, was so amazed by the universe that he gave much of his life to ponder it. I was thinking of all that because when I'm reading through this first reading, or rather, the gospel, it's pretty complicated. I don't know if you were able to follow all those names. They probably should give a priest a test to see if you can get ordained, if you can pronounce all those names in a rhythm. You know? It's pretty complicated. The genealogy is pretty complicated. There was 2,000 years that passed from Abraham all the way to Jesus. It wasn't a simple matter. And when I think of how many billions of people are around us today, let alone how many web pages there are, the world we live in is highly complicated. But what this genealogy is telling us, I wish I could walk through it with you, get Brother Jan up here, we could talk through a little class on this uh, genealogy. It's absolutely amazing. It's one of my favorite parts to talk about right now, actually. So boring as it may seem, it's actually really interesting. But I can't because it's just a homily. Nevertheless, it is a complicated thing and it builds up to something. It, this genealogy has its ups and its downs, climbing up to a David and descending into the deportation in Babylon. Then the climbing back up again to the one universal king, that one person who is a historical person, who is not an abstract concept, who came in the middle of time to change all time. And it's a very important thing to grasp. Because if God creates this entire universe that has so many stars that there are as many stars as there is sand on this earth, if God creates this universe, he doesn't create it just to be things that move. He creates it to manifest his beauty and his goodness, to show us 
what is truly beautiful and to lead us into love. And through all the complicated history of our time and the time that has come before, there was one moment that is a culminating moment where God said, the time has arrived. All the work I have done has come to this moment. This moment where I will unite myself. Where my love, which is infinite, which created this universe as diverse as it is, my love drives me to come and make a home here. Love, by its very nature, gives. It's almost the definition of love, almost. Love, by its very nature, gives. And Christmas is just about that, about giving. And on this day, God gave. He gave of himself completely to become one with us. And so literally, there was a rupture. There is two separate times, scales of time. On a metaphysical level, there is the time before Christ and there is the time after Christ. For that after Christ, is where God has now come to dwell with us. And now the whole universe has changed. Everything is different. He now dwells in our midst. And so today, we come before the Lord. We celebrated this manger scene to remember that moment in history. But St. Francis, when he first celebrated, he didn't bring in the child Jesus. He recognized that the true Christ, not the abstract historical figure, the true Christ is present in the Eucharist, in the tabernacle. And so he saw no need to bring in that child, that statue, for the real thing was already there. And you know, if we don't grasp that, what good is our faith? What good is our coming? Because our faith is not about morality, although that's very important, we haven't lost it. Our faith is not about law, neither, although that also is very important. It's not about social work. It's not. Our faith is not about that, although it's good, and you hear me speak forever about St. Vincent de Paul. Our faith is not about that. Our faith is about the fact that today the Word is made flesh, that God has come to dwell on, in our midst, and everything is different. 
one of the temptations of our modern church is to lose sight of the mystery. When before we had the incense, we had Latin, we had all the distance, you know, and the bells and whistles. I can list out many a problem with it, but it showed us that there is a mystery, that we are entering into a mystery, that God is in our midst. We cannot lose sight of that, for that is the core. Like you'll hear me say in Easter, if Christ is not resurrected, vain is our faith. If Christ is not incarnate, vain is our faith. And so today, let us come before the Lord and let us recognize that the one who sustains this universe has decided to come and live in our midst. That what all the myths of all the different cultures point to is that God is alive. And today we celebrate that all those myths, that what all those myths pointed to, all those seeds planted by the Holy Spirit has become true and not just a myth. And so let us ask that the Lord might guide us during this Christmas, that we might learn that it's a time of love in the midst of the family that is not meant for vanities, is not meant for just giving gifts, is not meant for just social or vacation. It's meant for joy because we have been loved so much that God has come to dwell with us. And so let us rejoice, let us give praise, and let us love God with all of our hearts. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.